Uh, I should probably have uh, written something down. You're the worst. Yep. All right. So Marco was supposed to pick the topic tonight, but he read me one of his topics from his topic list. I asked him to um, actually give me the top four (laughs) topics that he had had. But he refused to give me the top four, so he gave me one. And they were it was, really bad. It was terrible. It was so bad, I can't even remember what it is right now, honestly. <laughs> I have no idea what you even told me, but I know that when you told me, I was horrified and it was terrible. And that was... So I, I, I've been keeping this list in notes on my phone. Never look up notes on my phone, Tiff. Ooh. Um, I, well, like your gift list is there, too. You don't want to see that. No, so I don't like to be spoiled. I, I've been uh, keeping this list on my phone every time I think of a good idea for what we can do for top four. And he's been hyping it up. Like it's the greatest list ever. And he has secrets <laughs> on there that he wasn't going to tell me. And so I could be surprised when he reveals it, when we record and oh, all his topics are so great. Turns out they're terrible. All of them are. So I, I picked what I thought was the best one. Wait, do you want me to do tell the audience now? I forgot. So yeah, sure. Tell me too. <laughs> if it's that good. <laughs> so I picked what I thought was the best one, which was road trip food options. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. And even as I was saying it, I was like, you know, there won't like uh, Arby's how, yeah, show it's over. Like, <laughs> like how there's only probably four choices that we'd even list. So like it's not even a top four. It's like the only four. I would eat Arby's. Period. Period. There is no <laughs> two, three or four. I will not eat anything else on the road. Everything else is vile and disgusting. <laughs> Arby's or a bag of gummy bears. That's nope. Nope. Gummy you wouldn't worms. even do that. No. That yeah, because they're usually bad. Yeah. Well, you everyone always wants one or two gummy worms. But when you get the bag, you have to eat 40 gummy worms. And then nobody wants to feel that way afterwards. I know. You get like stomach aches and nightmares and it's terrible. <laughs> you get nightmares from gummy worms? Oh, yeah. They'll get you. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So our topic tonight is what? Uh, so our topic tonight... Hmm, I don't think I'm ready to talk about the topic that we talked about in the kitchen. Ah, I don't think I can do it yet. I I have to do a little bit more research. I don't know. I don't want to hurt feelings. I don't want to. I don't think I want to go there yet. Okay. All right. We can wait. So what's our topic for the night? So I was trying to vary it up because Marco was supposed to pick the topic since I picked the last two topics. But it looks like I am going to be the topic picker of the family since Marco's topics are awful as you heard oh yeah i mean you know you're typically i'm in charge of wires Mm -hmm. anything that includes wires and we sound really good because of your choices yeah yeah so so i I got wires covered and things that things that have wires you have generally soft things and things that are supposed to look good in the house and also you manage the calendar yep i'm a good calendar manager yeah and i and i do the grocery shopping and the school drop-offs and you do the putting to beds the laundries and lots of other stuff yep I do those things, making the bed, changing the sheets. Yeah. Well, that, because that's soft things. Yeah, that's true. So it does ge- fall under you are, the soft that's, things that's category. The soft department. Yep. Yeah. So uh, we're going to add to your. I bathe hops. You bathe hops. Hops is soft. He is soft. But I walk hops, which involves a leaf, which is kind of like a wire. That's true. Wow. All of this is really coming together. Yeah. This is uh, very well thought out, very well planned. Uh, okay. Just like everything I always say, very well thought out. Yeah. Marco didn't even. Oh my goodness. No list. Nothing prepared. Oh, I have a list. It's just terrible. Okay. All right. Let me get my paper here. I have a notebook. I write things down and stuff. I don't know. Could you hear that? Microphone's pretty good. 
All right. So <laughs> since we're not doing the topic that we talked about in the kitchen that we kept telling each other, stop, stop, stop talking, stop talking, save it for the show. We're not doing that. So we are going to do top four reality TV shows. Uh, I'm okay. Sorry. I mean, I want to vary it up a little bit and like, you know, maybe come back to this one later. But because your topic was so awful, you have forced my hand to the reality <laughs> TV show topic. Uh, now, reality TV shows include a lot of things. It includes uh, competition shows. It includes, um, I don't know, competition shows. Well, it includes like the whole <laughs> that whole category of like Survivor and Big Brother. Like those kind of like, well, some of those like kind of competitions. But Touring any- the country shows, various uh, yeah. finding things shows, working in a store shows, working, I don't know. Wait, so would Fish that include... Tanks. Would that include things like diners, drive-ins, and dives? Absolutely. That's okay, a reality, that's a reality show. show. Yeah. Okay. Because it's based in reality. They're going places and they're doing stuff. Even There's one host, which is fine, but they're like talking to people in real life. So, See, yeah. to me, this I, I think there's a lot of overlap here with the Netflix garbage shows category. Now, do if we still want to do a Netflix garbage show category... No, this is Netflix garbage shows. I oh, mean, like, but okay. it, it doesn't have to be on Netflix, but we just happen to re- consume all of our television through netflix so if it wasn't on netflix in the last like six years we probably haven't seen it right because we don't have said, though, television actually yeah so we've yeah, watched we, are cord cutters. we don't have we have a television set but we don't have cable yeah there's a word for that we're cord cutters that sounds like a birthing thing <laughs> well i mean i guess everybody or, would be no i guess no you could just wait for it to fall off right ew no you have to cut it eventually I uh, please don't email Oh god, us. stop. Uh, okay. Yeah. Focus. So, <laughs> reality shows. <laughs> Apparently we're called cord cutters. Yes. You you never heard that before? I mean, I guess I have, but I just never thought of myself as one. <laughs> we did it before. It was cool. We did it in like 2006. I did it before that because all my jobs I never bothered having TV cuz I was wandering the country. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, so we are cord cutters. Uh I'm sorry to tell you. It still sounds weird. But we do have, you know, Netflix, iTunes, and occasional other sources of Trust things. me, there are plenty of cords in this house. Yes, I make sure of that. So, um, with that being said, so, see, to me, I think the goal here, you know, we discussed having a Netflix garbage shows category. And to me, it's different because, like, something like top reality shows, I would put Top Chef really high on my list. It might be number one. We'll see. But Top Chef, to me, is really, really high on that list. But Top Chef is not a Netflix garbage show. And when you go to the TV, you're going to it with a certain role in mind. If you just had a really tough day, a really tiring day, you're exhausted, you want to go and sit on the couch and watch TV and maybe browse Twitter while you're watching TV, you're not going to put on something like Top Chef that's actually good that you want to pay attention to. You're going to put on a garbage show. So to me, this might be a separate category. Hmm. Should we split this up? I think so. I I think this is two shows. (sighs) Everything's ruined. (laughs) <laughs> My short list is just obliterated. But I don't th- I can't think of anything else that's like a good reality show besides the two that I have as my top 2. Top Chef Project Runway? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so I don't I guess we could go further down, but because like it just degrades from there. It really does. I don't yeah. So we both just said Top Chef would be our favorite show because I find that to be a fantastic reality show. The camaraderie is usually really good between the contestants. It is kind of classy. You know, they don't really fight that much. It's not about the fighting. If they do fight, 
It's more about the cooking and the menus and the meals and who's good at their craft. It's not so much about the um, the drama, I guess, that a lot of other reality shows kind of fall victim to. And that's also kind of why I like Project Runway. I mean, yes, there's plenty of drama in Project Runway, but it's mostly about people being really, really good at their craft and you watching them compete to be the best, especially when contestants start helping each other, which often happens on both of those shows. Um, and then you always have that one guy that's like, I'm here to not make friends and I'm here I'm, to win. I'm here to win. I'm not here to make friends and <laughs> I'm not going to help anybody. And it's like, oh, you guys, you're, you're total, uh, but those, those guys always win. Do you think it's a thing like, you know how there's, there's the Wilhelm scream. Have you ever heard of this? No, it's this very famous movie sound effect. And it's kind of a thing to put it in every movie somewhere. You know about movies? No. But I know about this. It's like it's like an insider joke among filmmakers and film buffs that there's this one sound effect called the Wilhelm scream, I think, that that is just in like tons and tons of movies from, you know, decades ago and forward. And it's it's like this joke to kind of put it in everything. Do you think reality show producers have that kind of joke where they, they just always have to have in every season of every series, they always have to have somebody saying, I'm not here to make friends, I'm here to win. I think so, because I'm pretty sure I've heard it on every single reality show season of like a competition show that I can possibly remember. Yeah, I, I'm I'm almost positive I have. And it's, it's funny because it's like, it's the exact same phrase almost every time. Like there's not a lot of variety in that phrase. And... It's in everything, even the shows like Top Chef, which are pretty low drama, and even even a lot of the shows like um, like Chopped or you know some like the shorter shows, right? They don't even have that much time to throw in stuff like oh, that. But don't worry, no, they're still there not to make friends. Someone always makes sure that they say that, <laughs> right? Even if it takes like two or three episodes with a show like Chopped, the contestants change every single episode. There's still that guy that's going to come on and say he's not there to make friends. It's like you're here for like thirty minutes, guy, like. He's still there. Nobody once a cares. Season. Like no one, no one cares to be your friend. Like no one's jumping down your throat to be your friend. Like you can calm down. See, I, I really hope that at some point they have somebody on there that says, you know what? I'm here to make friends. I don't really care if I win. Yeah. I'd like to hear that too. It'd be cool to have, to have some shows start throwing <laughs> and start throwing that in every time instead. Yeah. But then they wouldn't get put on because then they're not like a personality. Well, that's a personality. Just maybe a different one. Maybe, maybe a less exciting one. Mm, that's true you know there was a on um, project runway uh i think a, a lady named sweet pea she was very nice she was that kind of person how'd she do mm, she did okay she yeah. didn't get that far right because she was there to make friends i mean but she did make friends did she i don't know i, I kind of hope she did <laughs> i don't know speaking <laughs> of have you ever had friends on a reality show uh, see you're asking this because you know the answer I is do. no and you know that the answer for you is yes so let me let me reflect your question back to you super famous so Tiff, other people have you ever had friends on a reality show why funny you ask i really did really which show would that be top chef and project runway oh, i forgot about the top chef one yeah well i mean okay they weren't like we're not like bffs that we talk all day so my top chef connection um when i was a senior uh when i was a freshman he was a senior and we went to prom together in the same limo because I went to prom as a freshman. I was invited by a senior. And so, yeah, we went to prom together in the same limo and hung out together afterwards and the next day and da 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 da, da. And I knew him from school and theater stuff and singing and everything. And uh, yeah, so he ended up being a chef on Top Chef. 
and his name is Richard Sweeney, I think. <laughs> he's, he's such a good friend. I think I know his I name. I never said that it was such a good friend. Didn't say that. That's true. Well, you should at least know the name of, of the contestant on a well, reality show you went to school with. when he was first on, it was one of those things that you look, you're watching a show and you're like, that guy really looks familiar. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, that's someone I knew. But when you knew someone from high school and he was 18 years old and come on, now we're in our thirties and he's four years old, three years older than me anyway. It was fair harder. point. Okay. That's fair. Okay? And his life is totally different now. So. But see, I feel like you, you probably can't claim him as a friend. I'm not claiming him as a friend. If you can't remember his name. I'm saying I've known people on reality shows from real life. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love to name drop. No, I really don't love and to so, name drop. And so you said there were two. The second one was on Project Runway. Yes, the second pro- on Project Runway, a co-worker of mine, Alexander Pope, uh, was on Project Runway. Was it last season? I believe it was I last season. So. Um, anyway, he did really great. And um, he didn't get to the end. But I think he should have gotten further than he did. And I worked with him for a number of years at uh, making costumes. So he is very, very talented and really a hilarious person who loves roller coasters. What was the topic again? <sighs> reality shows. We can- oh, my gosh. Okay. So reality shows that are either good or bad that you watch either for their goodness or their badness. But I thought you wanted to separate them. I do, because I think they should be different. But you are saying they shouldn't. I mean, why don't... It sounds like we only have one or two good ones. So why don't we just talk about the bad ones? Okay, cool. Join it up. I mean, do you have any other good ones? No. I mean, do you want to hear my short, long list? (laughs) (laughs) You, you, You seem to be the one that is more prepared than me on this show. But in reality, I think you are just as unprepared. You just have a written down version of your unpreparedness. And mine is just like a slacker, I didn't do anything version. How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) all right what do you got all right because you're gonna forget about half of these shows absolutely okay so we got project runway top chef Mythbusters, pawn stars la inc storage wars cake boss agt so you think you can dance pickers hell's kitchen uh ramsey's kitchen nightmares dog whisper hoarders holla hoarders what not to wear beauty and the geek did you forget about that one? I didn't. Doomsday actually. Preppers, Man versus Food, and How the States Got Their Shapes, which we've been recently watching. I've only seen like four episodes of it. I like it. Uh, so you had on there. You asked me about Beauty and the Geek. Beauty and the Geek to me, it it was. It, I don't think it has run for quite some time. I, th- I think it's it only ran what, Ooh, what four or five seasons, maybe. Last Comic Standing. That one was good. I never even saw that. We should watch it. But Beauty and the Geek, I thought, like, I I liked it in the sense that I am a geek and that a lot of the people on there I I could relate to in, in a lot of ways. But I didn't think it was that great of a show. Like, I we watched it. We enjoyed it at the time. But I really don't think it would hold up if you actually tried to watch it again. Not that reality shows ever do. But, like, I think, I think if the same show aired today, we wouldn't even try watching it. Because I, I think we would just assume no, that it I would mean, be terrible. Reality shows aren't really rewatchable. No, but I'm saying like you know if they if the show was still running, if it if it if it had started today, we we wouldn't have given it a chance. Mm, probably not. Well, no, I watch a lot of garbage. Probably. <laughs> if it was on Netflix, we would probably try it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what about Undercover Boss? It, so 
Oh, it's just so painful. We can talk about it, though, because (laughs) it's hilarious. But as as a bad reality garbage Netflix show, I think it's great because you don't have to put a lot of thought into it. It's incredibly repetitive and doesn't tie in between episodes. So you can jump in and watch any of the episodes, and it doesn't really matter whether you watch them all, in what order you watch them. They're self-contained, so you don't have to like watch a whole season to know what's going on. So as a garbage show, it is very, very good. And it is so... It's very, very bad. <laughs> well, because that's the best thing. It's so comically bad. Like, oh, I love when they put on their disguises. Oh, yeah. Like, who's going to recognize the CEO of some random company? Like, oh, uh, 1-800-LIMOS. Who's the CEO of that? Nobody knows, but they need to put on a disguise <laughs> because someone might recognize you. And then the big time, like the couple times that that like almost happened, they hype it up so much. Like, oh, my God, his, his cover is going to be blown. And then that's it. And the whole thing's a mess. It's all going to be over. <laughs> Uh, and then it's not really and they're like you just need to keep it quiet if you know who i am cool, yeah cool. and that's it and yeah. I, and they go to like five different locations in each episode anyway so it doesn't even matter like if one of the managers recognizes you but even, yeah you're right like like i mean I, I i used to work at staples when i was in college i have no idea who the ceo of staples was while i was working there no clue i would not i wouldn't even know their name let alone how to recognize them i can't even tell you what age or gender they were i have no idea who like it could have been anybody walking in the door i would have no clue and before that i worked at brugger's bagels same deal would have no idea who the ceo of brugger's bagels can, is can we just automatically cross this one off the list because i this show's bad no but it's it's bad in a way that you want when you're watching garbage and oh, so is best, this on your top four for what purpose well, now we've moved on because we, we, you only had one on your other list. Yeah, I only have Top Chef on my on my good list. I have lots <laughs> on my bad list. So you have nothing. You have number one is Top Chef, and number two, three, and four are nothing. <laughs> so you rather watch nothing. <laughs> well, what other reality shows do I watch that are actually good? Very few, really. All mm. the other ones that I enjoy are actually pretty bad. Okay, so we're on to the bad. Right. So, and let me just one more thing on Undercover Boss. The best, the best thing about that show is how incredibly terrible the prizes at the end are. Oh yeah, that's the best. What about that one guy when they're like, he's so down in his luck. He like needed, I don't know, his kid needed to go to college. There was like crazy stuff that that you know the people who are on the show would benefit from like cash a bonus a trip anything and someone's like, I'm donating money in your name to this charity, (laughs) and they're like thanks yeah and it's like this worker who could <laughs> oh. really use the money themselves and their boss is like i'm gonna give like a tree in your name and you're like, Ugh. that was so painful i felt so bad for those people that got yeah. like the shaft prizes it was yeah, or like the ones not that, are- <laughs> that charity is a shaft but i'm just saying that you know these well, yeah. people were working really hard and being really awesome at their job and kind of deserved a bonus because like one person they'd be like you're getting a thousand dollar bonus and the other person's like i planted a tree for you and it's oh. yeah it's that's that's weak it is oh, it's just it is unbalanced yeah and, and and the worst ones are the ones that are like we're gonna put you in leadership training at our company so it's like they're putting the person in one of their own corporate programs that it's like it's even it's work so we're we're giving you a different kind of work to do for two weeks <laughs> oh my god no that's that that show is the best because of how terrible it is it is not my number one worst show but it is really it is really quite entertaining i think i gotta say my number one worst sh- worst show will have to be hoarders i thought you'd say that 
It's so awful. I can't even watch it. It like I that's so bad. It's so disturbing to me. I can't. It's I can't. So watch disturbing. It. I watch it because I can't fathom how people could live like that, and it fascinates me that people can live like that and not see it. Yeah. And so that's why it's like I don't know. That's it's like the creepy, fascinating other that I feel like when I watch that show, I'm like, what is what is going through your mind? You know, like, yeah, sometimes I walk past a piece of paper on the floor and decide not to pick it up, but I eventually <laughs> pick it up. <laughs> Maybe like a couple days later, I'm like, all right, now it's time for you to go in the trash. But that's as far as I go. But yeah, some of these, some of these ones, whoo, it, it's, yeah. it's hard to watch a couple of them. I cannot watch animal hoarders cause I feel very bad for the animals. Yeah. But, um, you know, a good show of hoarders doesn't uh, doesn't end without a couple dead cats. So Ugh, I cannot. <laughs> I I don't know how you can endure that show. I cannot watch that show. Oh, it's I don't, now that I'm talking about it, I'm pretty embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty embarrassed that I watch that. See, to me, I I think I'm trying to think of like my number one garbage show. It what might not to wear is really good too. I watch. Uh, we watch totally different garbage shows. Yeah. I'm thinking it might be Pawn Stars. Pawn Stars is really, it's really <laughs> you good. You like when they have like the old uh, Musketoons and stuff on that show, which yeah, is like hilarious. Yeah, the crazy old guns, because I don't care about guns at all. Not a gun person at all. Not even not even a little bit. But it, no, I just, I like all like the weird stuff they find. And I'm sure a lot of it is like set up and staged and everything. You know, oh, I, I, and I don't care. Right. I don't care that any of that's staged. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, how do you like that? This is staged. Like, I watch Storage Wars. That's so bad. Oh, Storage Wars is so good. <laughs> ah, yeah, it's great. I love all the crazy stuff they find. But, uh, I mean, we did a little Periscope for like two seconds. And someone said, you know, was working for them. And I hope they're listening. Hi. So, uh, <laughs> but, I mean, even if they plant stuff in there, which eh, changes things a little bit, I still really like the show. Yeah, uh, to me, uh, so so Pawn Stars, I think, is very, very good. Uh, it is very entertaining. I also really, really like um, Cutthroat Kitchen. A- and Cutthroat Kitchen is... <gasps> I forgot Cutthroat Kitchen! How? I don't know, it's not on the list! <laughs> Putting it on right now. Cut <laughs> so Cutthroat Kitchen, to me, it's, I mean, there's lots of bad cooking reality shows. And Cutthroat Kitchen, I think, is actually pretty good. Like, when it first started, I, I thought, oh, this this has all the makings of a bad one. Like, Chopped oh, is so the worst. Good. Chopped, I, I can't watch because it's so frustratingly bad. It, oh, because the not judges even... are bad. That's why. Yes. It's because the judges on Chopped are so fickle when they're, it comes yeah. to what they're choosing and why they're choosing it. And they're just like, you would think they say this horrible things about one person. Another person completely leaves off half the ingredients from their dish. And then a third person like makes something that just needed a little bit of salt. And you're like, Oh man, it has to be the guy that like left everything off his dish. And then this part of it that he did make didn't really taste very good. And then when they go to reveal the person that got <laughs> chopped, it's the dude who left off a little bit of salt. Like, right. And they'll say, well, you're we had to chop you because because your dish was green yeah and it's like it'll be like some random reason and you're like it, it, that's the problem with that show is like I, I think to enjoy these kind of these judging shows these judging competition shows i think the audience has to feel like they can predict what's going to happen right before it happens so the audience has to be able to say oh based on what they just said i bet they're going to eliminate that guy you know like the audience has to believe that it it, it makes sense to them and, and the version they're seeing makes sense and then with chopped, the judges like they 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 make the craziest comments and they they cut somebody random 
and it just feels like it feels like why am I even watching this if they're just like kind of rolling the dice? And for all we know, it it could be a a good judging panel that's just edited very badly when it's shown on TV. But it doesn't seem that way. It seems like, you know, either they have really bad editors or they have really bad judges. And I think it's most likely they have really bad judges. No, they just they just judge willy nilly. They don't even think about it. There's <laughs> uh, one woman that she's just always angry or at least she always looks angry. And uh, just everyone is that is one just, guy who's always angry. There's yeah, a woman there's who's guy, always angry. Uh, there's another guy who's always angry. It's, they're all just always angry. They just don't even look like they want to be there. And they're like, yeah, I'll just judge your food. And then they're like, yeah, you're chopped. And it just, I don't feel like that the people that win necessarily deserve it. And yeah. I think that that's frustrating. But with Cutthroat Kitchen, they have hilarious, hilarious, um, what do they call them? The judges? Or no, the, the sabotages. Sabotages, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And plus, we really like um, Elton Brown. So we find him fantastic. We really like to show uh, Good Eats. Good Eats? Not yeah. serious. Yeah, serious Eats? No, Good Eats. Good Eats. And, and we saw him. Yep. do a show live which was really fun um so we really like him as a, a host and then the judges they have on are often people that were on top chef which is excellent um and also they seem their judging is much more competent and yeah the sabotages are so funny i love the tiny kitchen <laughs> yep. one they're just uh, constantly something really funny that is going to mess people up and then yet people overcome and it's very very good yeah, because like, like usually the people who got the most sabotages, like it doesn't seem to affect who loses or not. Like it, it doesn't seem to have a very strong correlation of like, if you get sabotaged the most, you will lose. Like there's not, it doesn't seem like that is the case. Um, yeah, my, I definitely, I love the ones where they have, where they get like funny looking tools, like <laughs> either like, you know, fashion all your tools out of tinfoil or whatever. Like, so there's so many good sabotages there. <laughs> or when they tape things to their hands that they can't do yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah, like tape this oh, oven mitt so- to your hand or whatever. So like your only source of heat is this like tea light. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Or like they just give you this garbage ingredient to replace this beautiful fresh ingredient with. <laughs> I remember what would we watching that um that one hundred year old egg that was on that was chopped. Chopped. But th- what they should do on Cutthroat Kitchen if they haven't done it is replace all your, if they're making like egg salad, replace all your eggs with one hundred year old eggs. Which <laughs> if anyone doesn't know what that is, look that up. We'll put it in our show notes. Which we do now. We have show notes. By the way, we have show notes. I think you just signed us up for show notes, so you'll be in charge of that. We do have show notes because the first show you mentioned like one article, so that's our show notes. (laughs) They're not extensive. They're just, you know, what they are. Yeah. I would say among the cooking garbage reality shows, I would say (laughs) Cutthroat Kitchen is is almost good enough to be on the good list. I think it is almost good enough to be on the good list. I was going to think about putting it there under my project runway. I, I don't know if it's that good. Well, it is I mean, very it has good, to go, I, you, you with your top three, you can't just like pick spots. This is, this is about the uh, top four. This is about how many, like in order, if you don't have anything else to put between it, it's automatically your third. Like that's just how it happens. Last show, you didn't have a second. Like you just didn't, you didn't, no. there was no number two for you. No, you had one, you had three and you had like six on four. The only thing I don't like about Cutthroat Kitchen is the prizes again are, are are usually end up being comically small like you know well, they have their like, own fault the most they can they can win is twenty five thousand dollars but i've never seen anybody even go above like what about 12 or so i can't i can't say for sure and, and usually usually like what we end up seeing is somebody will win the show and they'll win like maybe three thousand bucks and it's like that's just it just seems really for like cheap. a half hour isn't so bad 
eh, for for a competition. I don't know. It, that seems un- unreasonably cheap for what yeah, it is. But you're comparing it to competitions that last months. I, I guess it still seems like a little bit too too small. I don't know. Anyway, so what what else do you have on your list for either good or bad <laughs> reality shows well, slash competition shows slash Mythbusters? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Well, we have to talk about a little. Uh, I like I like tattoo shows. Yeah. <laughs> Much to Marco's chagrin. Um, I do not have any tattoos. Marco also does not have any tattoos. That but, you know of. I'm pretty sure I know now. Okay. So, <laughs> so, um, embarrassed. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I really like tattoo shows. And we've been recently watching one that was, that's called, um, Bad Tattoos, I think. Yeah. And it's about a guy who walks around Vegas fixing people's tattoos. And he's very good at it. I mean, Marco sat down and watched a couple with me. And I think he kind of liked a little bit because it's very interesting how good. They can cover up tattoos with other tattoos. Yeah, I don't. I don't like tattoos at all. Um, I it's not. I don't like hate people with tattoos. I just they just don't do anything for me. I just don't like. I, they don't appeal to me at all. And so I don't. I I can't really look at the show and say, "Ooh, that's a really awesome tattoo." But what I can do is I can look at the show and I can say, "Wow, that was a really creative job and a really effective job at covering up that bad tattoo." You know, like, that's what, like, any other tattoo show I wouldn't really enjoy. So you like tattoo makeover shows. <laughs> sure. Because <laughs> it's just, like, it's interesting. It's, like, it's a design problem. It's, like, how how the heck do you cover that up? And the and guy is really good at them. it. Yeah, you can't see. Like, even when there's, like, crazy, thick, fonted words, they yeah. cover them up. I mean, they have to cover them up with, like, tremendous tattoos, but they do it. And I also, I love L.A. Inc. That was one of my favorite reality shows, which is Kat Von D's... Uh, tattoo shop in LA and I love her show I think she's excellent and she's a fantastic artist if you've ever seen the show she can tattoo portraits on people that look real it's it's incredible she can also draw them so she is you know very very talented in many many ways and she just happens to be an incredible tattoo artist there's that <laughs> i have nothing to say i've i've walked through and seen like five minutes of it and i can't get through it because that's that seems like a show from the from the parts i've seen correct me if i'm wrong is, is that a show that's more about like the interpersonal relationships and drama and stuff it gets there but i watch it for the tattoos it's like i used to watch i do watch <laughs> sure. it for the tattoos because i like the art version right. i like i read it, i read the articles right I do read the articles. <laughs> no, like I watch it because I want to see. It's like, okay, I want to see, you know, the finished product. I want to see how it comes out because these people are really fantastic artists that just happen to be doing tattoos on people. And I find it interesting what people decide to put on their body permanently and what their choices are. Um, yeah. So also I want to talk about, um, to totally switch gears here, Dog Whisper. That's interesting. Okay. It, I guess that's a reality show. Yeah, that, that that makes sense. It's totally a reality show. And you know what? We watched Dog Whisperer a lot. Mm-hmm. And we learned a lot from Caesar, uh, who is the Dog Whisperer. Um, I want to say Caesar Chavez, but that's not it. It's Caesar Milan. I know yes. it's Caesar Milan. Yep. <laughs> but I was you don't know what Caesar Chavez look like. No, never mind. Anyway, that, Simpsons, ugh, you're the worst. Okay. Um, right before we got hops, we watched tons and tons of Dog Whisperer and when he was a puppy and we did almost everything that they said and he is an amazing dog now yeah and we've also we have we have done 
tricks like that or like training methods like that in small ways whenever we are around like you know our our parents dogs or whatever and they work like instantly yeah it's it, it really is incredible how much caesar is right about how dogs work and i know that there's there's a lot of controversy around his methods from some people and I don't, I don't have looked too deeply into those into that controversy because all we know is that the parts that we do work really well. Well, he's dealing with a lot of times dogs that are problems or mm-hmm. already like pretty bad, and he needs to um, you know rehabilitate the dog so it's better, and then train people. That's mm-hmm. their little logo line, um, and to teach them how to communicate with dogs properly so that the dog understands what the human wants the dog to do, and if you start off fresh with a puppy or a dog that's only slightly misbehaving and not like aggressively biting people, you can take his methods and it really works. Like just simply taking your dog for a walk uh, appropriately, like not letting the dog pull you on a walk, but forcing the dog to walk with you. It just changes everything. It doesn't matter what kind of leash you have on them. It, It really doesn't like, it's just, it matters how you are deciding to walk with your dog this is that's very hard for me to not say Long Island. Walk with your dog. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry fine. for driving you into the Long Island corner there. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so little things like that, um, small training bits like making the dog wait before going through doorways, um, sit and make eye contact before giving them food, things like that. Just really very quickly make a very well behaved dog. Yeah, it's really, it, we have had such great luck with those methods. And part of it, you know, obviously some dogs are easier to train than others because of their personalities. And our dog is also just really easy because he's naturally very, like, timid and submissive. And It's a natural rug. So, uh, what's next on your list of good or bad reality shows? We're still going? Are, are we done? <sighs> I don't know. Well, do you, do you have, you, now you're trying to get all on, up on my list. You didn't want to have anything to do with my list. Well, because we watch so much garbage. <laughs> um, I have AGT on here, but we didn't. Mm. We haven't, which stands for America's Got Talent, um, which yeah. we started watching because Howard Stern's on it, and we're Howard fans. Um, yeah, and, so. I, I, I really don't see us watching it after he leaves, which is presumably after this season. No, I wouldn't either. I have Cake Boss on here. Cake That's Boss me. seemed like it was pretty good, actually. Like as these shows go, it but seemed, they're much like more about one. like the family right, planning right. with each other, and that gets really old fast. I mean, I used to love watching America's Next Top Model until it became the Tara Banks Look at Me show, and <laughs> it also became about all of the models complaining to each other in the house pretty much the whole time. Because I was watching that show again for the photographs. Like I wanted to see the photos that they got out of people and you know how they look before before they're all like done up and then they're you know the the artistic process that's what i found the show interesting for and then it just became total garbage fight fest so i quit watching that let's talk about man versus food that's a pretty good one yeah i mean you you're more into that than i am because you just love crazy (laughs) stuff (laughs) so I, i mean how do you rank that between your other because you have, you seem like you have a lot of shows that are about the same rank. Yeah, I'm I'm pulling a you here. I have like a whole <laughs> bunch. My number six shows, <laughs> and I have nothing three or four. But I really like Man versus Food because I like. Um, well, I don't necessarily wa- like watching competitive eating, but I do like when he goes around to the different restaurants all over the country and talks about like what their best thing is. Uh, 
just looks so delicious. Yeah, like like the that show usually has like two segments. Like the first one is like I'm just gonna go eat something that's really famous, mm-hmm. and the second half is like now I'm gonna go eat like the big challenge food. And I usually I like I like the first half better most of the time because usually the first half is the part that's more like food tourism, and the second half is more like let's see if you can finish this ridiculously seemingly impossible task of eating this pile of garbage. Well, see, if you just want food tourism, you could always do Guy Fieri's Diners, Drivers, and Dives. But I find, um, I think his name is Adam, actually. Yeah, the guy's name is Adam, mm-hmm. who does yeah, on, uh, uh, Man vs. Food. Man versus Food. Mm-hmm. I find him more personable, and um, I just, I, the places he goes are pretty neat. I'm pretty sure there's been plenty of overlap between the two, but I like that the show switches it up, and then they have like this weird usually like strange competitive eating aspect to it at the end. Um, It's pretty gross when he vomits, especially after having milkshakes. He can't keep down those milkshakes. I don't blame him trying to drink like 15 milkshakes in, you know, a half hour is really unhealthy. Um, But uh, yeah, I like it. He eats very spicy foods, very large foods. See, to me, like the, (laughs) the, like stuff like the milkshake thing, like that, that is not interesting. To me, like I, even as a viewer, like that that doesn't seem like it's that interesting of a challenge. To me, like the best man versus food challenges are the ones that are not just like here's a normal thing, eat ten of them, but instead it's like here's like a tremendous version of a normal thing, or here's a really weird combination of things, or here's like a really extreme version, like some crazy hot pepper or something. Like you know that I think is more interesting than here's fifteen milkshakes stuff like that. That's true. So it seems like. We have found a topic that neither of us have strong opinions on because, you know, so it, it seems real, like with garbage you, shows, like there is no ranking for garbage shows. No, I think that there's I, just one big pool of garbage. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's hard to rank things because the longer they last, the worse they get um, in terms of seasons. Yeah, usually because uh, they start, you know, stretching, you know, and reaching for straws. Is that the phrase? I don't know. Grasping at straws. Sure. <laughs> reaching for the stars they start reaching for the stars yeah go ahead okay and uh then it just it all falls apart and it's not very good and even when they switch the people if they try and do that then it's jarring it's just not good and then a lot of it's very repetitive or it's sad or it's you know like you know the addiction shows like i can't watch any of those they're just too depressing yeah um yeah i liked what not to wear a lot but then that gets a repetitive too because they always put everyone in the same outfit they're like, well, we're going to try and style this for you, but it totally looks like the same dress that they put the other girl in that was a completely different person. They just oh. changed the color. Holmes inspection. <gasps> Holmes on Holmes! Well, see, not Hol- see Holmes on Holmes we don't actually enjoy that much. We tried watching a few of them. They aren't that good. That's true. Holmes inspection. Same guy, different different kind of Ugh, show. But it makes you panic about your house. It may, If you own a yeah. home, it's like, oh my God, what are all the things that are wrong with my house right this instant that is leaking, creating mold, and my walls are going to fall down. <laughs> so. Yeah, you got to watch Homes Inspection. It's on Netflix, at least at, at the time we were recording, so I'm pretty sure it's still there. And it, it, there's only been a handful of let seasons put of back, it. Let me put that back on my list. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Homes Inspection. And it is... Oh my god, it is so scary. Because like the guy, Mike Holmes, Mike Holmes, Mike, yeah, he's great. Like he he's Canadian. a contractor, yeah, Canadian, of course. All the all the nicest people are Canadian. So so he's great, and uh, he he basically goes and Holmes on Holmes. I think was was less compelling because it was like we're gonna go help these people who were rich enough to renovate their house, 
and they just got a crappy job done no, and we're going to no, finish it. Whereas no. like Holmes inspection is a lot more um, kind of morally justifiable or or more there's more empathy there. Where Holmes inspection is like, here's some people who got screwed on the house they bought and, and they usually, oftentimes it's people who really couldn't afford to fix it. Yes. Or to fix it right, at least. You know, and like that, that I think is a more interesting emotionally it's more interesting show Uh, but i don't think you could say that these people who were uh, the regular homes on homes that i mean come on you save up money to do a home renovation because you want to do it you specifically like pick something out you're trying to get something fixed in your house it you can not have a you know you could have a lot of money or you could have very little money regardless of it was someone saved up to do this to their home and then it got done wrong and it was and they don't have enough money to do it again. That's the problem with the ones that the contractors failed. I get, that's true. I'll give you that. That's fair. I mean, come on. That's really crappy. If like, you know, your contractor comes, you take time, you hire them, they do the work, and then they end up not doing it right. And you have no repercussion to like find them. If they ditch you, if they leave a job half done, a lot mm. of them were like jobs that were just never finished. They just left, you know, like, and then the people are like hung up for the money that they already gave them and they can't afford to have someone else in because they already spent half their money getting the first job done that didn't work out. Okay. That's fair. I'll give you that. Yeah. But I, I still think that Holmes inspection Holmes inspection is, is the better show. It's more relatable. Mm-hmm. It's more like, cause you know, everyone who, who, who buys a house or even lives in a rental house and everyone who lives anywhere, <laughs> everyone who, who, who buys a house can relate to the problems that Holmes inspection uncovers. Whereas the problems that Holmes on Holmes addresses it's a it's a much smaller narrower audience of people who can relate to that because that's the only people who have had renovation done whereas homes inspection is all homeowners that who could look at this show and not only enjoy it and feel empathy for the people but also like it freaks them out and it interests them to to see all the different ways that these houses are terrible and then of course that prompts you to look at your own house and to see all the ways that your own house is terrible in all the ways they're discussing on the show oh yes it's really great yeah (laughs) yeah it's awesome yeah yeah, roof ventilation, very important. Very important. The mold will come. <laughs> All right, so this episode of Top 4, our top four lists are Top <laughs> Chef. For me, Project Run- Runway, number two. For Marco, nothing. <laughs> um, number three, nothing for either of us. <laughs> right. Number four, Giant pool of garbage. Giant pool of garbage. <laughs> With, I think, um, Cutthroat Kitchen bobbing at the top of that. Yeah, Cutthroat Kitchen. Maybe that's our number three. Well, that's what I said. If it's if you don't have something in a <laughs> slot and there's one that's over the other ones, it's your number three. Like, you you got to put it in there. I think we can leave gaps. So here, here's a question. You think you are leaving gaps. <laughs> that's, that's why. So to close this out, let's talk critically about our top picks about top chef and project runway now do you is there anything i don't watch project runway really so so I'll, i will address this only to you then instead of you know hops or myself or anyone else here um so i'll address this only to you is there something about project runway that you think is declining because it, it has been running a while you said earlier shows that run a while have things that are declining is there something in project runway that you think is getting worse over time well they have new judges um which is fine I think that they're good judges, so it's pretty, it's fine. Um, They are getting a little bit more into the drama of things. And I guess that, you know, having it be on so long, it might be getting a little long in the tooth. Is that the right thing to say? I don't know. 
I think so. That sounds good. Um, so, but in general, I think it's standing up because everyone kind of wants to see. It's fun to watch people make the things that they make on Project Runway, you know, because they the challenges that they have are usually um, very uh, creative, especially when they use an unconventional materials challenge or they do this kind of challenge. Or, you know, they have to get fabric from this place or they have to work within this restriction that they put on them for a challenge. And that's very interesting to see how different people um, kind of adapt to that. They had a, a moment in their reality show, in their show, uh, one of the years they did this teams thing. They tried that out and that didn't work out. So they reverted back the next year. And I think they even had a couple people on who were on the teams thing back because it was such a crappy year to be on. Um, I think the sponsorship stuff is getting a little bad on project runway. You know, they're really kind of hounding the Lexus, uh, sponsorship and cramming it down your throat and being like, this is the Lexus challenge or this is the yoga play challenge. It's like, how, what does that have to do with project runway is running around some boardwalk, trying to sell yogurt to people and get them to say the words that make them think of the yogurt. And so then you have to use those words as your inspiration for your garment. Like that's how many steps to that <laughs> in order to get back to fashion did that take to connect yogurt to fashion it was horrible i don't know why they're doing that kind of stuff i think that that well we know why they're doing it oh <laughs> yeah well we know why but i'm saying it's such a good show they don't really need to i feel like they don't need to do that uh because mm. they are a very good reality show they're not just like one of these one-off garbage pile shows but I mean, in general, I'll keep watching because I really like seeing, again, it's the it's the artistic, um, creative result that I like to watch. I love the very final part of this. the episode is when they're showing what came down the runway versus what they had to work with. And I, I find the creative creativity in the people the best part. That's why I like Top Chef. It's their creativity and their food. Um, that's why I like Project Runway. And, that's why um, I like Quarters. No, <laughs> no. Well, I like to see a clean house ish, <laughs> even though we know it's probably not going to stay that way. But that's why I tried to like top model, but that fell through for me. And that's why I like uh, cake boss because you get to see all the cakes that they make creatively after, you know, what someone ordered versus how they come up with it and how they build it. And it's uh, that part's, I, I love the result, the creative result mm -hmm. in a, in a, in a reality show. So now I'm going to turn the question that I just asked you about Project Runway on to both of us for Top Chef. Top Chef, we both agree, is our number one pick, right? Yeah, definitely. So what do you think about Top Chef, if anything, what do you think is is getting worse over time? See, to me, I can point to definitely some of the corporate tie-ins. While it doesn't sound like it's as bad as the Project Runway ones, some of them are pretty painful and forced. Yeah, yeah. When they're like, let's use the uh, Reynolds wrap challenge. Right, right. And you have to, all, it's like, and let's yeah. And we have to pile everyone into this new Toyota, and we're going to talk about how spacious it is. Wow, I can't believe how oh, awesome this car is. I hate when they is. make them drive themselves to go shopping. Like, well, I, just I, take I don't the mind shopping. that. <laughs> but what I, what I mind is, is when they make the contestants talk about how nice the car is. Yes. It's so obviously forced and and 
you know, they're feeding them lines. Or so when obviously, they waste showtime with watching them do like the automatic parking or something yeah. like, or like, Oh, let's watch this trunk open. Wow. That opens so smooth. Like they're yep. wasting time. It's like, I want to, the show, I want you to spend time on showing me why you're like doing the thing you're doing and how you're creating it and what your thoughts are, you know, all the good parts of the show. Right. It's like, we're buying the show on iTunes. So it's commercial free. We don't want mm-hmm. to see a Toyota commercial in the middle. Of Maybe it. that's why they're doing it because they know so many people now are buying these kind of shows like commercial free and it's uh, that's possible. Honestly, I doubt that many people buy them on iTunes, but that's <laughs> that's just a guess. But so I do think that that Top Chef has that problem of a lot of those corporate sponsorships are really forced and 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 not only do they take up time, but I think some of them actually make the show worse. Um, like like when they mess with the challenges, and then another another big thing is when they have gimmick judges at the challenges mm. so one example from from a recent season was when they had Pee Wee herman on <laughs> and 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 i like like i was a huge peewee herman fan as a kid i love peewee herman why oh, you have a fictional well but they didn't have paul rubens on they had peewee herman the character on. i forgot yeah he really? rode his bike in and everything oh. and paul rubens is is like 60 so it was kind of weird but that's right he did right? have that creepy makeup on and everything too yeah and mm. and so like as much as I loved Pee Wee Herman as a kid, that just was weird. It didn't fit. It felt like both. It it felt like both Paul Rubens slash Pee Wee Herman and Top Chef were selling out to each other. Like they were both sellouts. It 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 made me think less of both of them that that happened. Mm. And they'll and they'll have you know different like you know musicians and actors on sometimes too. And be like, well, I really like green things. I really like eggs. And and but like with Pee Wee Herman, it was like what do you make for a fictional character and then how does a fictional character judge things it, it was just weird yeah you know yeah. and they'll have stuff like that where it's like you know some some of the gimmick challenges are a little weird and and sometimes they'll have them and and this this is arguable whether this is a problem sometimes they'll have elimination decisions based on really kind of wacky challenges that you kind of think like that was kind of unfair to eliminate someone for that you know, but that's less of a problem. The, the 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 tie-ins with the celebrities and the product endorsements are, are, I think, the biggest challenge. But for the most part, you know, I think Top Chef uh, really holds up um, that the core of the show, the judging, seems like it's solid. It, it seems like you know we've never had a serious problem with Top Chef judging as viewers. Like we and we've watched every season, so the the, the judging is solid. It seems like the 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 competition, the core of it, most of it is solid and the editing and everything still seems good it doesn't seem like it's getting too trashy or too into the drama or anything like that it seems like overall it's still very solid there's these few little cracks in the foundation that get me a little worried about it yeah i agree and project runway is very similar to that yeah Yeah. all right okay i think that's it okay make it work wait i want to add a segment to our show called I have made a huge mistake. <laughs> and my huge mistake is in relation to our video game episode. And thinking about it a little bit more, because we recorded that episode kind of, we were chit-chatting on the couch as couples do and talking about stuff and things that we like. And, you know, and so we decided to jump on a mic as, you know, regular couples do and record a podcast. And everyone does that. For the most part, I'm pretty solid with what I've chose, but I think my number four was um, not well thought out 
I really like, you know, Dead Rising. I think it's a good game, but but I don't really think it deserves my four spot. And my huge mistake, I think I need to put in there, I think I need to put Journey. I think I need to put Journey. Is this from pressure from John Syracuse? This this is is not Syracuse pressure. I made this decision after, no, before, before. (laughs) I made this decision before he was bugging me on Slack. Okay. But the reason I decided to put Journey on is because I played it again. It would be, it was my third time now playing Journey. And normally I don't really care for games that have kind of um, a Japanese animation um, tone to it. I just, uh, that art style isn't appealing to me. And so I can't usually get very into games like that. This game does have a little bit of that, especially, you know, with the um, carpet dogs, dragony creatures um, (laughs) that are in this game, but it is, way more stylized than that and playing through it again and the magic of it. I think I really do need to have it as my top four, my number four slot because it's so different. I was writing it off because I was thinking it wasn't as joyful replaying it as I thought. But since we recorded, I had replayed it again and it really deserves a spot because it is unlike any other game and it's really very, it's a very special game. And it deserves at, at least number four. So I that don't is need to put that up there. And I'm not ever, there has been so much talk about Journey. If you want to know more about Journey, um, The Incomparable has talked about Journey. Uh, we, John Syracuse and I talked about Journey on ATP, one of the episodes. We'll put that in the show notes along with The Incomparable episode. And Mike on, Mike and um, uh, Federico, talked about on it on virtual yes so there's been lots of journey talk and you know a little bit of hearing your friends talk about journey uh kind of makes you love it a little bit more because as you hear people getting excited about playing it for the first time you get re-excited about the way when you played it because you want to know about someone else's first time and then that's exciting mm-hmm. and i think that that aspect of it the camaraderie the joy the the delight, the the magic that that journey has really elevates it up beyond what I what I originally, um, you know, one off thinking about. I, I was thinking too much about the fun and the instant thrill and the excitement and the adrenaline of a lot of the other games that I that I chose, and I wasn't thinking about the small independent games that I have played, and so I think journey. Journey absolutely deserves a spot. So I'm sorry, Journey. I made a huge mistake, but I hope I'm making it up for you now. Can I stop now? Yeah. So um, you want to go watch something stupid?